on, Melissa. We're back with our human experience. In all seriousness, we are live, Melissa. <laughs> I've been messing with her uh, as to whether or not we're starting the recording. Uh, we are here today. This is a Chad and Melissa episode. No guest for you. Uh, today we're going to talk about motivation. And this is obviously a topic that has come up a lot over the years with just ourselves personally, and then especially as we moved back to New York from California, we opened a gym, fitness, health, healthy lifestyle habits, all of those things, looking at people's motivations, trying to get people motivated, trying to keep ourselves motivated. And it's a really interesting topic because I, we've come to find that it's not as cut and dry as we would all like it to be, I think is where we've landed yep. mm -hmm. at this point with it. And, uh, and it's a really interesting thing to unpack a little bit. So our topic today, again, is going to be motivation. And Melissa, what are you motivated by right now in this moment the most? What's the biggest motivator that you have? Being a good role model for our kids. That really motivates me to do the things I do every day. Yeah. And, and being a coach, like being a leader in this fitness wellness space, you know, my clients and, you know, people that follow us on social media or, or people I don't even know. Like, you motivated me today by putting your kettlebell swings on Instagram, you know? And I think just being, being walking the walk, doing what I say I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, and our girls, our girls mainly. Yeah. So and I think when, when I hear something like that, I, I, I start to question, so like, is that, is that motivation? Or is that a priority that you have in your life to be this person? This is the person that you have decided that you are going to be, so you act as if you are that person. And they can be kind of muddy. They... Well, I think that's the difficulty when you try to unpack something like motivation. Like there's a lot of people in the health and wellness space that say motivation doesn't even exist, right? It's all discipline, mm -hmm. right? And so I, I think, you know, we'll dig into that as we go through this conversation, but I think that's the biggest it's a big piece of, you know, why people have trouble with staying consistent and being motivated all the time because it's, it's not a concrete thing, right? Sure, sure. So if you, were, if you were to maybe define it for yourself and then if there's a difference that you see in how your, what your perception is for other people, how they would define it, what would motivation be? What is motivation? I think for me, motivation is, like I said, doing the things that you say you're going to do consistently and continuing to do them every single day. Mm -hmm. um, I think you, I think you touched on having it be, you know, something that it becomes back to to priorities for you, um, and I think that's a huge piece of it. So I think that those two are. Hand, go hand in hand. Sure. So, do you think that the general public or most people that you engage with via you know, social media, clients that you've had over the years, those sort of things, how do you think, what's your perception on how they view or define motivation? I think that they think it's an all or nothing thing. I think that it's, I'm either, I do this all the time 
or not at all, right? I think there's, and I think that's where kind of the missing gap, missing pieces for a lot of people is that motivation can ebb and flow. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes it should ebb and flow, right? Um, I, yeah, I think it comes, they, they think it's this like black or white, all or nothing. I'm either, you know, I wake up and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And I, I'm either and a I motivated think, person right, like, or I, I'm not. Well, or yeah. Yeah. I'm either a motivated person or I'm not, or <laughs> I think they think they need to like be excited about the thing that they're motivated to mm. do or that they want to do all the time. I think they think that like. They're going to wake up and jump out of bed and be like, I'm fucking excited to work out today every single day, right? And that's where I think people come back to, like, motivation's not a thing because you're not going to feel that all the time. That's where discipline comes into play. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think motivation is a thing. And I think you can find it in different ways. By watching someone on social media that you know or don't know by, you know, looking at your kids and saying, making the choice to be a better role model by, you know, coming back to your why or your goals. And, um, yeah, I think, (laughs) I think that it does exist, but that's where people kind of miss that, that point. Yeah. I really like that you've pointed out you, I was, I was trying to lead you into it and and you did. A very nice job. Okay. <laughs> um, I was trying to lead you. I was thinking about this idea of equating motivation to excitement. And, and mm-hmm. you put those two together really nicely. And it is, I think that is often what is at least my perception of, of how that gets conflated is that motivation is about waking up and feeling amped and you're, you're like, you're ready to rock and roll. Like you said, you get up, you're like, hell yeah, like let's seize the fucking day. And you know... I come back to this stuff a lot about the the embracing both sides of ourselves and both sides of the world around us, the light and the dark, the pain and the pleasure and all of those things. Mm-hmm. You can't have excitement every day or that's just a normal day. Just like sure. everyone can't be special in the same way or it's just how people are, <laughs> right? It, 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 that's, yeah. we, we lose those things. Those things don't have as much value when... They don't have a counterpart. So for every day that you're really excited and motivated, at some point, there's going to be a day where you are the polar opposite of that. Well, and, and I think that's where the discipline comes in. 100% play, it Right? Does. So like when you are happy and motivated and excited, like that's true motivation. Right? And use and when, that. When right, you have it, like right, grab a hold of it that. and fucking run. Right. But when, on the days where you're not waking up there... Seeking some sort of external motivation and then pulling from your own discipline. I think that's where, that's what most people are talking about when they say, you know, motivation doesn't exist. I don't mm-hmm. think that you need to pull from that every single day because that also becomes wearing, right? I mean, we've talked about it with well, habits and stuff. Like, um, yeah. There's no way. It's a, so the way I view this <clears throat> is that. Motivation is a, a fleeting, limited resource, mm-hmm. as is discipline. Sure. Because if you had to, if every day that you wake up, you don't want to do any of the things that you have to do every single day, and you have to muster the discipline to do all of those things, mm-hmm. you will eventually break under that pressure. It, you just Absolutely. will. That willpower, discipline, that is a, that is a fleeting 
thing. That's a resource. It's a limited resource and you have to restore it over time. And so you can't really rely on one or the other. Again, I'm going to come back to it's a symbiotic relationship between the two. And when you have that day where you're feeling fired up about whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it's fitness related, you're fired up about being a parent, about a project that you have at work, about, you know, a, a trip that you're taking or mm-hmm. whatever it might be, yeah. you know, lean into it and, and enjoy that motivation and enjoy the flow that comes along with it. Right. And also understand that there's going to be days and plan for those days that you're going to wake up and, you know, the you're going to have a baby that's kept you up all night or your pet was sick all night or you just binge watched some TV show for some unknown reason until one o'clock <laughs> in the morning when yeah. you normally go to bed at 10 or something. It, all of these things, whether self-imposed or random, there's something's going to happen to disrupt yeah. you know your day or your night and understand that that's going to happen and then come, then come back to that discipline thing and exercise that muscle, exercise that discipline. Right. It's 100% valuable, and it's also a resource that can be depleted, just like motivation. And you pointed out before, reaching out for external motivation, that's valuable. Do find people that you can lean on. I find myself much more motivated to work out with you Mm -hmm. than, even if we're not doing the same thing, than I am by myself, especially... These last six months. Well, it's, and a little like, bit of, like, internal, like, guilt. Or, like, when you've talked about, like, when you went for runs. Like, and running on yeah, a busy road. Yeah, amount of shame. Right. Like, you know, and, like, having, running on a busy road and having those people watch you. And then, like, if you start walking, like, that they're judging you. Like, so same thing, like, if I'm in the gym with you. And, they're, like, they're probably not. Maybe they are. Most likely. But, you know, like, being in the gym with you, like, if I'm slacking off, even if we're not doing the same thing. Right. But if I'm slacking off in the corner, like even if you don't say anything, I'm like, oh, he's looking at me like, okay, you know, here she goes again. Uh, So I think, yes, external motivation is very, is very helpful. It can be a valuable tool. And to me, so what you're referencing with running, that was something I used to do a lot about 15 years ago, 12 to 15 years ago. Uh, when I was running a lot more and doing some half marathons and longer obstacle race courses and stuff like that. And I want, yes, 100% would be like run on busy roads if you're going to be running not trails or anything like that. Run on busy roads so that everyone can see you and so that you feel like a piece of shit if you slow down and walk or you're not going like, you need to look like a goddamn machine when you're running. <laughs> and that's probably not the healthiest way to go about it for me to to try and welcome this false sense of judgment to your point that I would imagine 99.9% of the people in the car don't give a fuck about what I'm doing. They don't care about how there fast I'm running. There is that 1% like you because you comment on the person that, <laughs> like, you know, sure as shit, the girl stops running like at the corner we're at. I'm like, and you're you got like, it, girl. Come you're on, like, keep oh, going. You're done, you're done with your run right here? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, so, but I think, yeah, that little, like, dose of some healthy shame or just, you know, like... Or support. It doesn't have to no, be. I don't no, want to admit, it's not. It doesn't need to be Especially shame. someone that... Especially people who already carry a lot of guilt and shame around their lack of ability, wherever that is. Sure. Whether it's in their profession, whether it's in their health and their fitness, it doesn't matter, right? That person... You probably shouldn't look for someone to guilt you into doing this thing. Right. It's going to make you feel worse. 
there is value in having at least another person to lean on and just hold you accountable by either meeting you for a workout or checking up on how this project you're working on is going or that sort of thing with with a I think with a close individual. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people get this, and, and I know we'll we'll probably fixate back to the motive or to the fitness concept a lot because it's a really easy one for people to connect to. Sure. But I don't want that to be the only thing that we apply motivation to because there's motivation to be a good parent. There's motivation to uh, pursue personal growth. There's eat motivation well. to eat well. There's motivation uh, yeah. to you know practice healthy lifestyle habits. There's motivation to be a better employee or improve mm-hmm. what you do as a professional sure. right and and there's also motivation for fitness fitness is an easy one for people to attach to because there's a lot of people that push this motivation they post their motivational quotes look, look at me rise and grind da, 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 which is great and it also sometimes will put people in a position where they're where they look at this person as if they're always motivated so then you well, as the individual the, are like, why am I not To me, the, the problem motivated. with, like, if you, like, Google motivational quotes, like, a lot of them are that all or nothing, right? They're like, go hard every day, no rest days, never skip Monday, but whatever, mm-hmm. like, so yeah, they think, like, oh, well, I, if I don't think like that, then I'm just not a motivated person. Correct. Right? So and the more you tell yourself that, the more it becomes true. Right. Right. right, and and we could go down a whole rabbit hole about how self talk can shape our behaviors. It can shape the way that we perceive ourselves, the world around us. Motivation is definitely subject to that. You t- keep telling yourself, "I'm not a motivated person. I need someone else to motivate yeah. me." And I'm, I'm going to bring it back to the fitness thing here. A lot of people use group fitness classes, whether it's going yeah. to a CrossFit affiliate or Orange Theory or a Burn Boot Camp or something along yeah. those lines. Um, or even an urban movement if they come up our way. Shout out to Stu Brower, who's getting his license uh, model going. Best of luck to him. But all of those group settings, they can be really valuable. And they're sure. great because there is some built-in connection, accountability. If well, it's even, a scheduled class, yeah. you commit to a time. Even something as simple as, like, you know, I threw up a few weeks ago, beginning of January. And it was, like, I don't know, eight or ten days into January. So it wasn't, like, necessarily a... New Year's resolution, but I was like, I'd like to do more kettlebell swings. I love kettlebell work. I haven't mm-hmm. really been including him. I'm going to do 300 a day. Mm-hmm. And I threw it up on social media and was like, I'm doing this every day. I mean, hashtag year of swings, right? And I was like, if you're in, you know, let me know, right? And I had like seven or eight people that were like, yeah, man, I had one or two people that were like, fuck no, I'm not doing that. And I'm like, well, 50 swings is better than no swings, right? So like, you know, it doesn't have to be 300. But I have two people that are doing it religiously. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Kenny and Dina, you know. But um, Dina posted the other day that, like, she likes these little challenges because they keep her moving. And yeah. now I know, like, Kenny tags me every time he does them. So now I feel dumb if I'm like, well, never mind. I'm not going to do this. Yeah, right? you, because I initiated I brought it. these people with So, like... I think that's a huge piece of motivation too. I mentioned earlier on, like, you know, being a, being a being a leader and a role model, but that doesn't need to be you if like if 
you're not in a space where you're naturally like put in that box, right? Like we, we own a business that is in the fitness realm, right? Mm. I have clients that look to me as the professional, right? So I feel like I've been, I've put myself in that position, but anybody can do that, right? Bring your own healthy lunch to work and let your coworkers see you, right? And then start to see if they make some changes, right? You know, like make it a it challenge. Can, Say, this, you know? is, this is the year that I bring my lunch every day, right? To work every day, right? And you know, and, and you think about those things, it can seem daunting and scary to commit to it, but that verbal public commitment, yeah, is a great motivator, right? Without and, and those, cheer, like, I know. think a lot of people, sorry, I didn't mean to no, yeah. cut you off there, but I'm going back to my perception of how motivation is looked at a lot of times is that it's it's this cheerleading thing and it's it's quotes it's come on you got this and this is your motivation well, and we've right? talked motivation about, like, might be that you've that you are being vulnerable and you put it out there i'm really trying to lose weight and mm-hmm. part of that is making my own healthy lunch every day that i go to work so i'm committing to every single day in 2021 yeah. or whatever year it is, right, or the rest of the year, I'm committing to bringing my lunch every single day. Tell your coworkers about it. Tell your family oh, about yeah. it. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, I just wrote a post that will come out probably next week about verbalize, like the power of verbalizing things you want and your goals. Mm-hmm. Like, it's they become real as soon as they come out of your mouth, right? Like, you can have all these ideas and goals and, you know, wants kind of swirling in your brain, but as soon as you verbalize them to someone, they become like, oh, shit. Like, and that's what I did. On so That's what I did with the swings was yeah. I put it up. Like, I was like, I should do more swings. And if I didn't put it up, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't doing, be doing them yeah. every day, right? Um, and so, you know, talking about them, writing them down, putting them somewhere where you can read them every single day. I mean, I know we've talked about like our goal or our um, habit board that we have in our room. Mm -hmm. Like that is wildly powerful for me to just see. And even if I'm not doing something, like it's almost more powerful to see the things I'm not doing. Right. So that I can then come back and reflect. Should I take that off the list? Is it even something that matters to me? Right. Why am I not doing it? Is it, yeah, because, is it because it's not from? a priority? Is it because I've put too, I've res- I felt, I feel restricted with it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, if, if it is something that I really want to do, how do I start focusing on that and making that my intention for the upcoming week? Right? Well, and you touched on something really important there that I don't want to gloss over. We mentioned earlier that both motivation and discipline are they're limited resources, right? And so being able to write something down and edit those mantras, those commitments, those things that you are Mm -hmm. trying to either do or not do, depending on what it is, right? They both are going, or they're all, they're all going to require both motivation and discipline at times, right? There's no difference in committing to reading 10 pages every day or meditating for 10 minutes or going to the gym or whatever the thing is mm-hmm. uh, or the multiple things that you're trying to commit to. There's no difference in any of those in the fact that they will all require motivation and discipline at different times, right? right? So coming and, back and evaluating well, and, and being able to edit those and say, this is 
not important or it's making my or life way, seem harder. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't want it to, to tap into those two resources that are limited. My well, motivation and my discipline, they're limited. And this thing is not that important to me. I right. thought it was for a moment, yeah. but it doesn't make sense for my life. And it's eating away at my discipline and motivation for these other things that are definitely yeah. important. I mean, I wish I've taken a picture of our board in our room, like every time I've changed it because... The habits themselves have staples that well. The habits, stay the habits themselves kind of. have stayed the same, but I've changed the language, mm. right? So instead of saying read ten pages every night, I write read daily. So yeah. if I'm in the mood for one page or ten page, I can check it off, right? And we talked earlier this morning about our fasting. Like instead of saying I need to fast eighteen hours, fast daily. It could be 12 hours, it could be 16, it could be 18. If I'm feeling really good and I wanna push it to a 24, cool. But like, then there's not, you don't feel so restricted and then you don't need to pull from so much discipline and motivation seems more realistic, Yes. right? So I've changed pretty much all of my habits to, like there, there are some specifics like go to bed by 10, turn lights off by 10 o'clock, right? Mm -hmm. Or something specific like that, but I've changed it to, move daily, fast daily, yeah. read daily. So like I can then day to day figure out what my motivation and or discipline is for each of those things, right? Instead of setting parameters that seem like the thing I want to do when I write it down, but then day to day I'm like, oh, 30 minutes of reading again, 30 yeah. minutes of reading again, like what 10 pages really again. Tired? Like, yeah. What if I'm, I, what if you this know? book is boring? Right. right. <laughs> you know, or like even just, you know, a big, a big thing for me is meditation. Like I, for whatever reason, I've, I've added journaling on there and I'm doing great. But even my expectation around journaling, like sometimes I watch you journal and you journal like three pages and I'm like, oh shit, is that what my journaling supposed yeah, to look like? And I then I'm like, one what list does, and I'm it's like, 10 things. <laughs> well, yeah, but even that, like, what does journaling supposed to look like? It's not supposed right? to look like anything. So looking at like journal daily. Okay, sometimes it's two pages, sometimes it's four sentences. And I feel like that was all I needed to put down that day. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a huge thing where people need to look at like stop setting these specific parameters around like exercise for 30 minutes and read 10 pages and, you know, eat this amount of calories. Like focus on your food daily, whatever mm -hmm. that means to you, right? Um, you know, get to sleep, read, like I, that's been a huge game changer for me and made me feel more successful. And I don't feel like it's a cop out. Like, I don't feel like I'm making it so easy that like the check marks are just happening. Right. Well, yes. And I, I think that's an important thing. I'm glad that we, that we took this tangent a little bit because while it doesn't seem directly related to motivation, it is because it keeps you more consistent. And we know we all know, everyone listening to this mm -hmm. right now, you and I know that what breeds success in whatever we do is consistency. If we consistently make space for meditation, for journaling, for just time to ourselves to think, if we consistently make space for movement and exercise, if we consistently, if we do all of these things mm -hmm. consistently, all of a sudden we're like, Holy shit. Our friend um, Mike Bledsoe posted something the other day about how he, about how he learns. And, you know, and he recognized, he's like, obviously for some of you, this might not work if you have small young children or whatever. He's like, if I have something I'm trying to learn, it's a new 
skill or if he's like it's usually something related to business he puts aside 90 minutes every morning of focused work on just that no phone no anything else. Mm -hmm. he's just just learning whatever the thing is that he's that he's focused on and all of a sudden he's like I, i'm grasping these concepts quickly and it's not because he crammed it all into sure. a short period of time it's consistent practice mm -hmm. over over periods of time and that's all of these things and what you're alluding to is being able to maintain consistent motivation by making your practices yeah. way more open-ended. Yes. This was something that we had. Uh, I'm going to give a little shout-out to our friends, uh, Kurt and, and Army, with the Infinite Thread. And on some of the calls that we had through their Center Out Leadership Program, uh, we were talking, I brought this up, and I said, you know, we were doing mantra work, and we were writing out mantras, and, and there was um, several steps that led up to it, and then there was consistent revision of those mantras as time went by Absolutely, like if, yeah. if you need to revise them and one of the things that i shared with the group was that i found for me and this took me a really long time to come to grips with that having those loose boundaries around whatever the thing is i'm committing to it allows me to be a to be and feel a lot more successful mm -hmm. so i'm not like fuck it don't do it Right? Oh, exercise 60 minutes every day. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't do it, so I might as well not do it. Right? And to your most, point, most, that's where we have yeah. those conversations where read one page, do one right. squat. do, And then when you do more, you're like, look at me. I'm a rock star. I just only had to read one page today, well, but I read 15. A, a big thing I've talked to my clients about and something I've tried to really embrace in my own stuff, a lot of people think that they need to be motivated and they need to take action to have results. Right? And then when that motivation is not there, the action doesn't follow. So the results don't happen. Mm. Right? So if we look at consistent... But it wasn't the motivation that did it. It was the action that gets you the results. Well, action and results equal motivation. Right? Mm. The more you do the thing you're going to say you, you're going to do, the more you trust in yourself, the more consistently it happens, the more results you get. And then the more results you get, whatever it is, you know... Better salary at work, you know, a raise at work, or you know, you weight lost loss. weight loss, or you're eating Less better, or you're not kids. yelling. Yeah. yeah, like then you're motivated to keep doing those actions and get more results. Yeah, right. So, like, that's what I want people to kind of walk away with today is that it's not about you need discipline in order to get that right. Mm -hmm. That equation that action action plus results equals motivation, mm -hmm. like, could also be discipline of consistent action equals results you want or plus results you want equals motivation, right? Like, sure. you know, so I think that, I mean, that's, that's a huge thing I've tried to talk to my clients about is like, we're not motivated to do the things every day, but when you do the things every day, you're motivated to keep doing the things because you're getting yeah. the results you want. You're, you're seeing, right? well, you're seeing the value in your actions, right? right? And now you're, oh, I get this. This is worth doing. Right because I just did it and yeah. I think that that for myself I've done this relatively consistently throughout my life but not intentionally right right that I've always leapt before I looked right <laughs> the opposite of a lot of people so I'm like just whatever fucking go with it and yeah. sometimes that served me and sometimes it got me in trouble and sometimes it did neither sure right and, but I think that that's something that 
that is really valuable to understand that the action is what allows you to really see is this valuable. The tough part is, is that it does require for many, many things that we're striving to do or become or attain, it requires consistent action. It's rare sure. that there's a well, single and action where, and to be taken. And that's where we have to come back to discipline. It's like, yeah. you know, Jocko Willings, you know, discipline equals freedom, right? Yeah. Like, I think what he is trying to say with that and what most, most people are like, well, I need to be so rigidly disciplined so that I can live my life the way I want. Mm -hmm. And then there's, they get caught up in this rigidity, rigidity, how do you say that rigidity. word? Rigidity. <laughs> no, rigidity, I rigidity, like better. Rigidity. <laughs> of being, Unedited. <laughs> being so disciplined with, you know, the habits that you're trying to instill that they never get to that freedom, right? Yeah. So they become, you know, wrapped up in that idea and it never happens for them. So I think, like, looking at that discipline equals freedom, you know, discipline of consistent action will get you motivation to live a freer life or sure. the life you want where you need to pull less from that discipline pool right? yeah. or that motivation pool. That makes, I mean, that you makes know? sense to me. That makes sense. And I, it, one of the things that you touched on right there when referencing Jocko, my mind immediately jumped to this other kind of confusing piece of all of this for a lot of people, which is I want to know what you do, Melissa, so that I can do it. <laughs> or I want to know what Jocko does so that I can do it. Right. Well, you're not fucking Jocko, and you're not Melissa, and you're not just... So I can tell you so that hopefully you can pull from some of those experiences yeah, and, and see kind of what maybe is useful for you and what's not. But a lot of people say, no, I just want the formula. And I've wanted it. I, I Like, I'm there. I want the formula for what you're doing because I want this thing that you have. But that's, it may yeah. not make sense in your life. You no. just talked about a client that you had whose schedule got shifted around. And, you know, now she's working a 12-hour day from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Plus has to commute to and from and usually gets held over late at work and was trying to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning to work out. And you had to well, reset. Well, even just that, like, Jocko's reset whole, that. like, 4 a.m. club or, you know, whatever yeah. time he gets up. And like, with, yeah, awesome. what if that doesn't... It's awesome for the people that for it works him. for. Or and yeah, for him, and yeah. for you know, for people that that works and for. And I love like, that he does it. And a year ago, I was that person. Mm -hmm. I was getting up. I was either coaching the five a.m. and or working out in the five a.m. class. Like, and, and it I was valuable for you. I legitimately loved it. But now, our schedules have shifted. I'm prioritizing sleep a little bit more. I'm prioritizing some more mindfulness things in the morning. Prioritizing being home with our girls because I don't have to go be somewhere that mm -hmm. early, right? And think about and our evenings. I mean, when you had to do that, you were so exhausted by the time the girls went to bed. That, that was it. Like, we... Yeah. And for any of you... I mean, last any... night, we had a great conversation until almost 10 o'clock at night. Like, a thoughtful, yeah. thought-provoking... Wonderful. You know, conversation that, you know, I felt alert and awake and excited to have. Yeah. Right? It was a really so, great chat with my know, sister really, and you really, like... But looking at, like... Just because you've created these routines doesn't mean that you're stuck there forever. And coming back to the whole writing them down, reevaluating, readjusting, like, and yeah, and not, you know, I, <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've had clients just be like, well, tell me what works for you and I'll do it. And I'm like, that's not a thing. Guess what? That's not a on, thing. Like, on a long enough timeline, nothing works. <laughs> and, and that's like... 
I'll say things like this to people and I can sense that they're super frustrated with my answer. I'm frustrated with my answer. I would well, I would love as... to just have a recipe for life and just do it I mean, and it works. Any question, you know, right? like, how often should I squat? What should I do for a stronger life? What should I do to lose weight? What should it depends. How do I become a better it parent? How do depends. I ascend, yeah. It all How depends. do I get my happiness back? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it not only does it depend, but it will inevitably change. So even if you land on something that works really well for you for a specific time or season yeah. in your life, that will inevitably change. It it just will. The things that that worked or didn't work for each of us 10 years ago are different. Yeah. Than they are now, and twenty and that, years ago, and are that different used to overwhelm me and discourage me from like really getting into something because I'm like, well, when is this going to change, or when am I no longer going to want to do mm-hmm. this and have to figure it all out again? Now I'm excited, like that's incur, like I'm like, ooh, you know, how can I readjust to make this even more optimal? You know, so I think going into some of these things with a different mindset. Yeah, and. I like what you're saying about readjusting. For me, what it, where I landed with it is, is more of an appreciation for the flow. So when I think about something like, I was going to say surfing, but I don't surf, so I don't want to be full of shit on here, but I would imagine surfing. But for me, especially when we lived out in California, snowboarding. Yeah. And I loved snowboarding, especially the, the, the access that we had to the to the mountain, mm-hmm. the, the how frequently we went up, and having music in my ears and being there when the mountain wasn't really busy, mm-hmm. and just that state of just like feeling the mountain and just going with the flow, and there was no plan. It wasn't like I'm gonna hit this jump, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm just doing it. And whenever I got really deep into that state. It was so much fun, and a lot of times I did really cool shit, mm-hmm. too, that was, you know, I was like, oh my god, if I had sure. told myself, this is what needs to happen, I would have probably fucking broke my leg or something, <laughs> right? And like, so, but that can be applied to to life, and to being able to tie into recognizing motivation and discipline are tools, they are resources that we can and should tap into for things that matter to us. And we also need to recognize that all of these things will ebb and flow throughout the entirety of our life. That is infinite. The needing to come back to the table and redefine your priorities and your schedules and the things that you put energy and effort into, you will have to do that. Let me back up. You will get to do that for the rest of your life yeah. every day. And I think what you're touching on is getting to a point where you want to do that, where you well, look I, for that optimization. More, Ooh, could I, what if I phrased it this way? Or yeah. what if I shifted this well, a little bit? Well, the more bit? I've, I've learned and kind of reflected on my own life, coming back to like some holistic practices and being more connected to nature, like I notice ebb and flows with myself in accordance to nature. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I think... That, that naturally happens for people, but we ignore it a lot of times. Not, oh, right? not only do we ignore it, we fucking fight, fight against, against it. it. Sure, yeah. So, like, I notice, like, I want to eat differently. I want to sleep differently. I want to move differently. I want to do things differently 
when it's cold and snowy, when the sun is out, when, like, yeah. you know, so, yeah, I've embraced that. Like, what does my body feel during the season? And what should my training look like? What should my recreation look like? What should my eating look like? What should my sleep look like? You know, so... I think, I think part of it's also, and uh, you know, I don't want to necessarily speak for you, but I, you and I have had enough conversations around this too, that part of it's checking in and being aware with yourself, how, one, how is this serving me, but also how am I feeling about it? So when we look at things that you mentioned fasting earlier, is it weighing on you? Is the way you're cooking your food, or the way you're training, is it causing you all this angst and unnecessarily because ultimately especially for the vast majority of us does it fucking matter does well, it if, matter if, you, if this... you deadlift 350 or 315 does it well, matter if you did like these workouts or if you did does it really matter well, and at the, end the of other the day? day i said you know i was using the lever arms and you, you said it so beautifully to me when i was like i wonder how much i'm lifting and you're like why does it matter and i was like oh true like I, i'm not can... i'm not and yeah, but I'm not, I'm not training for anything specifically. Yeah. It felt challenging for the movement I wanted to do. It like it felt really good. I felt successful. But if you told me it was only 95 pounds and I thought it was 125 pounds, I probably feel bad about it. I would have had a ping of like, oh, yeah. right. So like, yeah, really looking at like, do the are the things you're doing do they truly matter to you? And then how many things are you trying to check off this you know unending list? And are they causing you more stress? Mm -hmm. Because then they become inherently less beneficial well, than and, they would have been. You know, going back to the original topic here with motivation, are you you have this unending list? Are you in constant pursuit of the motivation to complete that list that you may not actually give a shit about half of the things that are on there? You just have them on there because you're supposed to. And this is yeah. an interesting, you know, right before this uh, this podcast, I was on. A phone call with our friend Josh, and we got into you know some rabbit holes talking about stuff, and that there, it's it's weird because you present some of these ideas to people, and it's real easy to slip down one side or the other, yeah. and not recognize that there's a place in the middle to find some balance and find some gratitude and appreciation for the challenges that are presented to you, for the successes that are presented to you, for your ability to feel and and not not like all of these things come into play and then you start to look at okay like does this does it matter to me and how much energy am i putting into trying to create motivation or seek out external motivation for these things that i think i'm supposed to do but they're not really important to me at the same time don't look at that list and be like, none of this shit's important. I'm not going to do any of it. Because now you're just looking for that 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 out. You're just right. looking at it through a nihilistic, low vibration type lens where you're not going to find any happiness or purpose or, right. or joy in, in any of those things because you're not willing to do the work. So it's a, it's a weird thing to say, make this simple, not necessarily easy. Right, and it's that's a hard thing for us to to come to grips with because we want to equate simple with easy. And most of most of the simple things that we want to do in our lives are not easy. Or they are, and we're just making them hard. 
It, it's both. Sure. It can be both yeah. things, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, there's a lot of simple things. Like, just eat more vegetables, man. It's not hard. It's just a thing you do. Yeah. You go do this thing. You buy them at the store, and then you cook them at your house. Or you don't. And you eat them raw. Right? You're making it into this thing that seems really, really challenging when it's not. Right. Right? And then I think that's what you're getting at. So, you know, it's it's interesting, and it's way more complex then I think we all give it credit in terms of trying to unpack something like motivation or discipline or really anything that we're, that we're trying to, to pursue. There's a lot to be said for taking this time. You mentioned journaling and meditating and you know bringing it back to that. I think there's such value in that because you can just kind of word vomit onto the page, get some of these ideas out, and that helps you to solidify and kind of codify what things are important to me? Um, what sort of things do I prioritize? What sort of things do I need to value in my day-to-day actions? Yeah. And is this laundry list of shit that I'm trying to keep myself motivated for, what lines up with those things and what doesn't? Right. Right. And you don't have to prove to anyone other than, than yourself. And it's really easy. I do it. I get caught up in, oh man, look at these other people's goals. And mantra's like, I should have that same goal. I'm like, why? That's that's for them. Mm-hmm. Maybe take Absolutely. inspiration from it. Like, oh, I never really thought about that. Sure. Let me let me explore it. Let me try right. it. Let right. me see if it makes sense to me. You know, I mean, we come at, coming back to things like reading and stuff like and things like that. How many times have you seen me start a book and then just put it down and pick up a different book? I mean, oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, it's like six books that I've started in the last month or so. That for one reason or another, I shifted. I'm like, ah, this is not feeling it. I think also just finding the important pieces of books is really important. Like, a lot of books, there's, like, a whole backstory to them. Like, just get to the meat, especially if it's on a specific topic that you're trying to learn about. But, yeah. Or if it's just, I mean, finding something that just grabs your your attention. And so when we bring it back to this motivation, what do you think, what do you think has been the most valuable thing for you overall in staying quote unquote motivated because when if you were to take your life mm-hmm. especially for the last 10 years or so and break down every single day i would imagine if we could come up with a, a percentage to that it'd be a very very high percentage in terms of the number of days that you had a movement practice of some sort whatever mm-hmm. that means yeah. right where you've eaten healthy um, if you take the last five years into account where, or, well, let's call it the last six years because you had a child in you before that, right? If you take the last six years into account where you've been a quote-unquote good parent, where mm-hmm. you've been a good mother, mm-hmm. if you did all those things, the overwhelming majority of those days would be a yes in those things. So mm-hmm. when we talk about things like consistency over time, you've done it and you've you've done all of those things. What do you think has been some of the major influences that have allowed you to find that consistent motivation and maintain it for mm-hmm. such a long time? That's a good question. Uh, I think coming back to to having people that expect me to do it mm. is really helpful. So I think like putting putting ourselves in a, in a space professionally where I'm viewed as a professional, and I'm a leader 
in that mm. regard, then, you know, people are looking to me for suggestions or external motivation. Um, that's been really, that's been a huge one for me. Okay. Um, also coming back and refining the things that I am paying the most attention to, prioritizing, like they are things that are truly important to me and or I have realized the benefits I'm getting from them, right? Like I like to stay up late and like watch movies or hang out or sit by the fire or drink a glass of wine, but, and I also realize the benefits of going to bed earlier mm -hmm. and how I feel, you know, reflecting the next morning yeah. and saying like, that was a good choice. Let's keep doing that. You yeah. know? So it's not always something like, I've said it a million times, like, I don't love eating broccoli, vegetable. Like, there are healthy foods that I thoroughly enjoy eating, but some of them, them I'm just eating because I know the benefits of eating them, right? Like, you know, yeah. like if you said, hey, you could have all the same benefits you get from eating a salad by eating brownies, fuck yeah, I'm eating brown. Like, I'm not <laughs> actively choosing to eat a salad, you know? So... There, Although sometimes in the summer, to go back to the seasons, like sometimes, sometimes I really enjoy it, like a really good salad. Sure. You know? Sure. There are delicious ones out there. But nine times out of ten, I'm choosing, you know? Like, so I think refining and, and figuring out what's truly been important to me mm -hmm. and, and doing them because I legitimately want to be doing them. And I've, re I've realized the benefits of doing them. Yeah. So. So it sounds like focusing on and bringing awareness to how this thing either serves or doesn't serve mm -hmm. you. And one of the things that, that popped into my mind as you were talking, and you've brought this up a lot, and, and I love that you, that you do, um, is the morality of things. So we, we often s uh, assign morality to whatever it is mm -hmm. that we're doing. Right, whether it's food choices, sure. parenting, whatever whatever you want to name, uh, we put it out there and we and we assign this. And I think bringing some awareness to how you actually feel. So we'll use the going to bed and not staying up and watching TV and um, drinking a bottle of wine or whatever the night before. Going to bed at a reasonable hour, mm -hmm. turning all the electronics off an hour before you go to sleep. Read a book a little bit, talk. Right. And, and lay down and the benefits that you get from that it's I think a lot of times people will assign that with like well I go to bed early so I'm better than people that don't go to bed right. early and what we don't recognize happens I believe for a lot of us when we do that is that then the time that we don't do that thing now I'm the immoral person. Right. Right? Now I'm a bad person because I stayed, instead of saying, wow, we stayed up late last night and it was, I thoroughly enjoyed well, our company. I was just going to say. I enjoyed the, yeah. the wine that we drank. Like, I enjoyed the brownies that we ate. It becomes. And I'm tired the next day, but holy shit, that was worth it. Right. And you don't feel this It becomes indulgent in a, in, in a positive way yeah. as opposed to a negative one. For sure. So I think For sure. you've referenced it a lot, I think, from the outside watching you, I, I believe the continual the continual path of removing morality from your choices has been a huge benefit to to motivation as well. Because if you if you kind of break that out, 
now you're more likely to just go back to the thing that served you the next day. Mm-hmm. So you stayed up late, you, you know, you hung with your spouse or you had friends over or you, whatever it was that was kind of out of the norm. Yeah. You were able to thoroughly enjoy that. The next day, you're a little tired, more so than normal, and you got right back into it rather yeah. than wallowing in this pity yeah. party because you're like, I'm a bad person so, because I ate the cake uh, or I'm a bad person because yeah. I didn't work out today. So something I consistently talk to my clients about is just making things conscious, right? So, and and talking yourself kind of through the decisions you're making. Mm-hmm. So questions I have them ask themselves is, is this getting me closer to my goals? Is it getting me farther away? Understanding that you can answer either one, right? And that both and then, are okay. Well, and then following up with, is it worth it or is it not worth it, right? So if I do decide to stay up late and drink a bottle of wine, is it with friends or you by the fire or, you know, maybe getting me, I don't know if it's getting me farther from my goals, but it's not getting me any closer that day, mm-hmm. right? And, but I've deemed it worth it, then cool, right? Um, and then coming back to like, how often are you saying, this is getting me farther from my goals and it's not worth it? That's when we need to kind of reevaluate what's happening. But yeah, I lo- you know, coming back to, when you actually want to be doing the things you're doing, then jumping right, then yeah, then jumping right back into them the next day, being able to indulge on Christmas and eat all the cookies you want and have the pasta and the wine. And then, you know, the next day you don't feel like you have to eat a healthy breakfast or do some weird juice cleanse, right? Like (laughs) you can just get up and start again, right? Yeah. So. Oh, and you, you touched on this earlier. We're chatting about just the power of language and it's kind of, it's come up mm-hmm. organically a bunch of times sure. throughout this conversation. And I think just that simple transition from have to get to want to mm-hmm. that in and of itself feeds motivation. If you say something like I want to go to happy hour on Friday after work with my friends or whatever, you're motivated to go do that thing. You want to go yeah. do it. If you said I have to go to a business, a, a, a work party on Friday after work, sounds even like just saying really it, this go. isn't a thing that I have to do ever. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. It, it sounds, it feels heavy. Well, so looking when you make your list of things, if it's something you're tracking or you're writing down mantras or you're writing down, you know, things you want to accomplish, like going through that and saying, are these like, how do I feel about these things? Do I want to do them? Do I get to do them? Do I have to do them? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and if there's a lot of have tos on there and you legitimately don't feel like you get to or want to, like most nights I want to go to bed at 930. Mm-hmm. Like I'm ready to go to bed. I feel good about the day. Yeah. I've done my nightly routine and that's the next logical progression. Right? Um, there are some nights where I feel like I have to go to bed that early because... I know our kids are going to wake up the next morning and I like, but there are some nights where I get to choose not to go to bed that early and do something else. Right. So I think looking at that list and going through the, what does this feel? When I look at this, does, do I feel like a lot of these things are have tos and like some of them might be like drinking enough water. 
you you probably should like it's a have to in order to keep your body healthy you know like well, but see, I, I mean you push, could go into push. a get to most yeah. people aren't excited about like that doesn't light them up to drink water no but but, but what I would push back on that is if you, you look get at, to make the you, conscious decision if you look to do at it. a list and everything is written down as a have to you might need to evaluate your own language that sure. you're using yeah. on things right so I would argue that your example of water I have to drink sufficient water today i have to drink x number of ounces of water you have clean fucking drinking water sure yeah there are literally millions of people that do not yeah right so you get to drink potable water that won't fucking kill you and make you sick you get to do that you get to fill up your 50 dollar hydro flask (laughs) with filtered water and drink three of those motherfuckers today. There's someone around the globe that has to walk ten miles yeah. to get a bucket of water. But I think that's for a really good day. point. That's a really good point. Right? And, and so I think in, in inevitably there's going to be things that yes, you will have to do for one reason or another. The other day we had to go pick our daughter up at at um at school because she was not feeling well, right? Even that, because of my work. I get to go pick up my daughter from school. Right. I don't have to call around to a friend. I don't have to figure out. I don't have to make her sit take there. Take a sick day. I don't, have to, yeah. I don't. Yeah. There's no need for me to take a sick day. There's no need for me to make her sit in the sick room for three hours mm-hmm. until Hear I get my out boss of work. Bitch at me about right? leaving early. Yeah. I get to go do that. Right. And that is a hard thing to wrap your head around, but it is also is a thing that's. It's relatively simple to just practice and recognize. Well, it makes And understand that you're not going to be perfect with it. You're not always going to... I mean, Kurt and I text all the time. If you guys didn't listen to episode three with with Kurt Bernardzik talking about language, him and I will text back and forth about things. And, you know, he's he's awesome about correcting me if I say something and then I I share things. Yeah, he's gently correcting. And it's just a... (laughs) Yeah, right? He's gently... He's just reminding me of the things that I've said that I'm committed to doing and I really appreciate that. I'm grateful for it. But like, and I, I said even, something about about the girls. I yeah. said I, I said I have to pick. He was going to come out and visit. I said I have to pick Aubrey up at one. And it's so second nature. Sure. It sounds so normal sure. to just say it. And I'm not saying it in a way like, oh, I have to pick Aubrey up. I'm like, oh yeah, just it's got to be before one because I have to pick Aubrey up. And he responded and said, that sounds like a get to or even want to (laughs) and I laughed and I was like you're right it is a get to and depending on her demeanor some days it's a want to yeah (laughs) yeah but I think since we've been practicing that more I've realized I feel less stressed mm -hmm. I feel more motivated to do things because I feel genuinely happy and excited about doing them because you get to do it yeah because what what you could be doing is something else you know we we could be in a position let's reverse it back to a little over 10 years ago we could have stayed made the choice to stay in california we could be trying to teach adapted phys ed over a computer in our house in southern california with nothing open Mm -hmm. right we could be doing that we could be back here working in nine to five and not having the ability to sit down and have these sort of chats and all of those choices come with pros and cons don't get me wrong those of you listening 
not necessarily advocating you run out and quit your job so that you can do whatever the fuck you want all day. There are struggles and challenges that come along with both of those avenues. But I, I do think it's important to come back and, and be able to say, well, I made these choices. And because I made these choices, I get to do these things. And if there's a lot of I have to's on here that I don't even want to consider moving to I get to or I well, want and to, then, you wake up, then maybe I need to make some changes yeah. in my life. And then life. you wake up every morning with like, oh, that just feeling of have to. That was teaching for me. Yeah. You and I have talked about this, yeah. you know, especially the the later years yeah. that uh, the last two or three years that, that we were out teaching for the school district. I woke up every day trying to think of a valid reason, a quote unquote valid reason for me to not go to work that day. And I was fine. I felt fine. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Do I feel sick today? Like, you know, just like, there's a cloud in the sky. I can't go. Right. It was so. Yeah. And I and, and that was when we left that job. We had a lot of coworkers that were really genuinely concerned for us. I think. Uh, but they said things like, "Oh my, oh my God, did you get let go?" And I said, "No. This just. This sucks." Yeah. And, and I don't, I can't do this the yeah. rest of my life. I can't wake up and, and dread starting my day because yeah. it's just something I don't want to do. And for a couple of them, I, I even said, you know, I don't want to be you. Mm-hmm. And not to be mean, but yeah. just looking at someone who you can just visibly see that they're, they're just downtrodden and they don't, there's no joy in their life and they're, they don't feel purposeful in what they're doing or their profession. And I just didn't want that, yeah. you know, and and, you know, we got asked, what are you going to go do? We're going to go live in my friend's basement in Rochester, New York and open a gym, you know? And we both had retirement plans and health benefits and, and salaried positions, palm trees, palm trees <laughs> mountains, sunshine, lots of days off throughout the year, you know, the teacher schedule. It was really great on paper. Uh, but a lot of our days were filled with have-tos that I was not interested in transitioning to get to's. Yeah. And I don't think I, I recognized that at that point. I think on some level I did, but yeah. uh, it, not to the degree that I do now. So if you are looking at that list that you're trying to be motivated to do or find the discipline to complete every day, and you write it out and it's all have to's, play around with it. Yeah. it do you just need to practice shifting your language a little bit? Or do you need to evaluate some things in your life and make some legitimate changes there? Yeah. You know, because not every have to is something that you're going to want to transition to a get to or want to. But every have to could be plausibly transitioned to a want to, just like the water thing that you brought up. You may not be super motivated to consume a certain amount of water each day, but you could certainly phrase it in a way where you get to sure. and you want to right you could do that yeah now whether or not you're willing to that's that becomes the question for these sort of things um i love that i love that we went down that little language rabbit hole along with the motivation yeah. stuff um so you know i i asked you about what has served you the best in terms of creating your own consistent motivation uh, over the over the years mm-hmm what do you think has been the most valuable for the people that you've worked with over the years in terms of helping them 
to create motivation for themselves mm-hmm. and and use that resource effectively towards something that yeah. actually matters to them. I'm going to say one being external accountability. Having, whether a coach, their spouse, a friend, an accountability partner, whatever you want to call it. Appointment times. Someone, someone that is expecting them to do the, say, the things they say they're going to do. Um, two reevaluating their lists and coming up with things that they that actually are meaningful to them. Mm-hmm. So they are things that they actually want to be doing. And hmm. Yeah, I think those are two. Um, well, those are two powerful ones. Yeah. I mean, you're basically hitting yeah. on you're basically hitting on on both sides of it, right? You're hitting on the external yeah. and the internal. Oh, and the right? third one—I I knew I had a third one. Um, being accountable to themselves, so keeping track and showing up for themselves. I think a lot of people don't do the things they say they're going to do because they haven't built that trust with themselves, right? They don't actually think that they'll follow through, so they don't, right? So showing up and keeping the promises you make for yourself, I think is a really powerful thing for people. I love that. And that last one, really, I'm, I'm glad that, that that popped back into your mind. I knew I had mind. a third one. <laughs> I'm glad it popped back into your mind because it, that, I mean, that could send us down a whole nother rabbit hole of a, a whole nother episode. And we won't, I won't go too far down it, but yeah. so the things that you touched on, external motivators, right? Yep. And that's great, especially if you're feeling stuck. Yeah. If you're feeling stuck and you well, just I need think, that kick in the ass to get the, going. That one and the third one, like I like coming back to my kettlebell swings, like that's something I wanted to do for myself, but I didn't necessarily trust in myself that I would keep that promise every day. So I added in some external motivation, then in turn, I've kept those promises to myself. Mm. Right? So you let them so, feed off of one yeah. another, which is also yeah. that's really valuable. Like yeah. is to be able to take some of these to take these three lessons that you mentioned and let them feed, find creative and strategic ways to let them feed one another yeah. so that it becomes this self sufficient ecosystem because you'll have the motivation to personally do something yourself on some days. Other days you won't. And the days you won't, you'll be reminded by external factors. That, and again, going yeah. back to why coaching can yeah. be a really valuable um, investment. And whether that's coaching with a professional coach or if you have a family member that you lean on or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. Yeah. But having someone outside of yourself that's there as kind of a safety net is huge. Yeah. Uh, having that time, that internal reflection on are these goals, these priorities, these things that I'm moving toward or trying to accomplish, are they mine? Yes. Or, or yeah. did I get them off the internet? Right. Right. Do they right. actually Am I trying matter? to mimic someone else's life? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And that internal awareness around, you know, this, these things that I've committed to, they do matter to me. Mm-hmm. And some of them are going to be really hard. Yeah. And some of them are easy and yep. I'll be motivated. And then the last part that accountability to yourself is massive. It, it's massive. I mean, in in all of our conversations with with Sean Pastuch from Active Life and all of his staff out there, it's one of the pillars of trust that they talk about all the time is a client, in this case a client's, ability to trust in themselves to mm-hmm. do the thing. And you and I know over the years, uh, owning the gym and everything along those lines, that's 
usually the biggest barrier for people sure. is trusting themselves because up until that point, they have not been able mm-hmm. to be successful with this right. thing. And so they don't have that trust. And where where I see that going, you could go down a really deep rabbit hole with people is that they matter. You matter. You're important. To mm-hmm. keep, it's important to keep a promise to you. Yes. And I think a lot of us, we don't believe that. And we tell ourselves a story that we don't matter, that we're not important. Yeah. And that manifests in a, a lack of respect and a lack of love for ourselves. And so we don't do the things that we say we're going to do because the story we've told ourselves is that I don't care about you. I don't right. care about me. Right. right. I don't, that it's not important to, right. I can lie to myself. And the, I can do and that and it's fine. No that, one knows. Yeah. The bigger it snowballs. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's, it's a really, I, again, I love these three because it, it really emphasizes the fact that motivation is not a quote that you saw on the internet. It's not popping out of bed, ready to fucking attack the day every day. Go harder. Go those harder. are those are unrealistic expectations right. for yourself. What motivation is, is having those days where you are excited, right? Having those days where you do scroll across a quote or a video from someone that you admire and respect, and you're like, yeah, that's really cool, and you mm-hmm. appreciate it, and it kind of it stokes the the fire inside yeah. of you a little bit, and you have those days, and then it's also reminding yourself of. The promises that you made to yourself of and emphasizing why, and the why things you made that, them. Yeah, why you made yeah. them. And leaning on the people that you that you lean on for external motivation. Yeah. It's all of those things. And a lot of it comes back to your own personal work on yourself and, and your own awareness with yourself. And I, I just I love it. And I think that those are those are areas where people can really find a lot of growth potential. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the easiest one is external motivators. So if you're feeling sure. really unmotivated, if you're feeling really, really stuck and you just don't know what to do, do something. And that something is reach out to someone. Reach yeah. out to someone that you know, that you admire, that you trust, that you think can help you, and just ask. Ask that person for help. You know, personally, I think... I believe that it makes a lot more sense for you to reach out to someone who is actively working as a professional coaching, whatever the thing is. So sure. if you, you know, you can find coaches for anything. If you're stuck professionally, there's job coaches. If you, any of these sort of things that are out there. So that's step number one, if you're really, if you're really, really stuck. And what I would hope is if you find a really good professional, if you find a good professional there, that professional is going to come in and they're going to draw awareness to your internal motivators, to the things that are important to you. You don't need them to do that. Please don't mistake that. But a good coach is going to come in and they're going to talk to you about why these things are important, why you want to pursue them, why you want to add or omit something from your life. So that can be another starting point for you if you're willing to go down that path yourself is to take some time, meditate, journal, right? Really consider what values you have currently, 
what values you aspire to have, who is the person that you want to be, and what sort of things does that person do. Now, it's helpful to have a coach, but not necessary in, in that aspect. And the same thing with the accountability to yourself. Again, it's helpful, especially if you're really stuck in this story and this narrative of, of not trusting yourself, of not feeling worthy of valuing yourself. It it takes a, a lot of assistance, in my opinion, to get over that. Um, that can be a really, really tough one for a lot of us. I, I'll, I'll be honest in um, in in the uh, the practice of trying to be vulnerable. This is something that I really, really struggle with. Is is being accountable to myself and feeling as though I'm worth it. It's why I've been on a journey here to practice like finding support via coaches and people in our networks that help to get me to that point mm -hmm. right it's something really hard it's part of our long discussion that we mentioned earlier that we <laughs> had last night with my sister um with just the way that we were raised and and i'm not going to go way into that but that last piece can it's probably the most challenging thing to do on your own uh and i would really really recommend that you find someone or a group of someone's mm -hmm. that can help guide you along that path if you feel really stuck. If you're someone that you know deep down you just you don't keep promises to yourself and you don't value yourself, yeah. that'll be a really difficult thing to overcome without some sort of aid, some sort of yeah. guidance along that path. But I, I think that's a great place. I, I to, think coming to back to, you know, remembering that do the more you do that and the more promises you do keep the more you'll recognize how powerful those things are thus the more motivated you'll be to keep doing them yeah even if they're promises just to yourself right yeah, yeah. and then then you can start to change your story you can start to change your narrative i do keep promises to myself i do value myself i do it i i, I am an important person in my life you have to be Mm -hmm. Right, you have to be an important person in your life in order to be yeah. an important person in other people's lives. Right, that's true. Um, I'm gonna on that note, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Do you have any parting words for everyone about motivation as we sign off here, Melissa? No, I I think I, I say no, but then I'm speaking. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I think no, but let me bend your ear for a moment. <laughs> I hope people walk away with this from this conversation with that motivation is more than just a a quote that they saw on Instagram mm -hmm. today. You know, I hope that they can walk away and, and say, okay, it's not me waking up every morning and being really excited about everything I'm going to do today. But, and I, so I find value yeah. in the things that I'm going to do today. So. Yeah. It's a tool. Yeah. Use it when it's available mm -hmm. and cultivate it when it's not. Yeah. Right. I love it. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Let us know what you think. Leave some comments on the old Instagram page. Uh, we'd love to hear, hear what you think. We'd love to hear some of your insights. And if you have any suggestions or requests for topics and or guests to come on, please let us know. And we will see you all next time. Thank you.